La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic. Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic. Glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding, ding, dong. Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum, tout avec lui dit boum. Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille. Bonjour, rugby friends, and welcome to a new edition of the French Rugby Connection with moi, Véronique Lindieu, and rugby journalist and broadcaster, Bill. Bill Hooper. Hey, Bill. Gosh, busy weeks in January, February, and, and March with the Champions Cup and the Six Nations. But the big, big news that happened this week was... It's official now, and we were right all along on the French Rugby Connection podcast. Owen Farrell is going to La Belle France from the 1st of July, 2024. He signed a two-year contract with Racing 92. He'll be applying his trade in Paris, and uh, I'm sure he's going to have a great time over there. What do you make about this move? I think it's a good move for him. Maybe he's been at Saracens a bit too long. He wants a break from, from playing for, it, for England. So maybe it's time to try a new adventure and something different. So I think he'll, he'll enjoy it and it may well end up refreshing his game a bit. Definitely. Let's not forget. I mean, as you know, I'm a massive fan of Saracen as well. But he's been playing for Saracen since he was 17 years old professionally. So we're talking about 15, 15 years. So I think we'll do him some good, you know, to experience a new kind of rugby just down the road in Paris. Being coached by Stuart Lancaster, that know him really well because I think coach him during the ill-fated 2015 World Cup. And uh, yes, it's, it's time for him to move. He's 32 years old. He was selected 112 times to play for his country. And yes, we wish him all the best. And who knows, he might be back in two years' time. He may well be. Who knows? But no, I, I'm sure everybody... Um, wishes him all the best in, in his new adventure and I think I think he'll enjoy it and I, I'm pretty sure it'll, we'll see a different Owen Farrell maybe a bit more joie de vivre in his play we'll have to wait and see Damn. whether he still whether he whether he learns to tackle or not that that's the big question oh you already said that you already <laughs> said that but, but he, uh, having said that you know he did so well you know, playing for uh, for England and for um, Saracen I think he scored 1,179 points And it's going to be great for him to, to play alongside big names at Racing, Racing 92. is the PSG of rugby, basically. It is. A team that everyone in France loves to hate. <laughs> exactly. And a little bit of competition between Toulon and, and, and Racing, Racing 92. Something to do with the salary cap and so on. Long, long story. But uh, having said that, I think there will be a few redundancy next year obviously because the French club still have to abide by the rules of the salary cap so yes we'll see a few changes down down there but really really good and uh, yeah like you said you, you nail on the head I would love to see Owen Farrell with a big smile and I hope he's going to do a bit like a Johnny Wilkinson because when Johnny Wilkinson went to play for for too long towards the end of his career he was damaged he was damaged Physically, well, he got injured after the World Cup. And look at, look at what happened. Johnny Wilkinson in, he's like a god. He's a Sir Johnny Wilkinson in, in Toulon. He's revered. And the fact as well, 
you are a US English and, and French yourself. The fact that Johnny Wilkinson, Finn Russell, uh, Andrew Merten really embraced the French uh, uh, culture and started speaking French. So uh, Owen, yes, if Finn Russell can speak French and Ronan Ogar as well, you can. Absolutely. And I think that's the, that's the key to making it a, a happy stay in France. And uh, at the moment, I'm, I'm looking out at my fellow Cornishman, Jack Knoll in La Rochelle, and I'm, I hope that Jack manages to do the same and uh, embrace the, the lifestyle out there. He's, he's by the sea, which is a good start for him, being a Cornish lad coming from Penzance. I have to say it's looking really, really well, seeing, having seen him being interviewed on, on TV this, this Sunday. So I think the, the French air is uh, suiting him nicely. But anyway, let's talk about the Six Nations news. Uh, Fabien Gattier announced his 34-man training squad. Yes, he, he announced the squad. And then, unfortunately, after last weekend's game, we, we picked up a few injuries and None more so grave, as we say, as Anthony Gelange, who's out for the rest of the season with a cruciate ligament injury, which is a big blow for France. Ah, oh, and it was such tough luck and such, such bad news for him because Anthony Gelange had injured his ACL last year. He only came back, I think, just in time for the World Cup. Last weekend, he did his ACL on the other knee. So we wish him the best. He's going to be missed thoroughly by by the French team but yeah it, it will be out at least for five months but get well yeah, soon absolutely. maybe maybe he'll, he'll be able to get back in time for the summer tour with the French team this, this summer but you know we'll just have to wait and see how, how his rehab goes but yes. yeah big 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 blow for, for France and, just before the start yeah and a bill who else is, has been injured well unfortunately also the the, the young star that we've all been waiting to see play for France, Emmanuel Merfou, has picked up an injury. Hopefully, it doesn't sound like it's quite as serious as Delange, but it looks like he's going to be kept out of, the, out of the game for about three weeks. So, yeah, in the short term, they've had to bring in some cover to, to replace him in the squad. And let's not forget, Tamak is still not fit enough after his ACL injury in October. And and also, Flamand, Flamand, Thibaut Flamand injured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and Dylan Cretin, of course, is still out. Mm. And Monsieur Dupont, so, is, yes. So yeah, there's a few players missing, but I was interested to see this morning that he's called up some young players to go to Marcus's to assist with the training, and one name that come, that springs to mind is Pasolo Tuigali. He's being called up, so everyone's talking about him as a, a potential French player. So who knows what could happen in the next few weeks. Uh-huh. And who else? Who are the between bracket débutantes? Who has been called to Marcoussi? In the, in the original squad? Well, we, we, um, we had a chat last week and we got one or two of the, uh, the players that we thought might... Uh, might be called up right, didn't we? Nicolas Deportier in the centre from Bordeaux-Bergle and Esteban Abadi, uh, the um, back row player from, from Toulon. We certainly thought that they would get they would get called up. And I, I noticed today also that Leo Barre, who we talked about last week, he's also one of those five that have been 
or four that have been called up by Fabian Galtier in uh, training. So uh, yes. we'll see how they get on. And let's not forget, you know, of course, it was a, it was a given. Nolan Le Garek uh, has been called as well as a new one, a new kid on the block, Gibert. And uh, the porter, uh, uh, as mentioned by us last week, yes, is part of, of the training squad. So altogether, I think out of the 34 men, you have 22 players that have played in some capacities during at the World Cup and 12 that are quite new new or haven't been capped yet yeah that's right and uh, there's a one player I look forward to see play is Alexandre Ruma I can well remember his father Olivier playing for France back in the 80s and 90s so it'd be great to see him it shows my age if I can go back that far remembering <laughs> His father playing, but it seems to be the, the way of things now with Entamax and, and Rumars. <laughs> always young play, always their sons coming through to play for France. Well, shows my shows my advanced age now. <laughs> a bit like a Penaud as well, Damien Penaud, you know, the son of of Penaud Senior, and yes, it's nice, nice to see. Um, the, you know, something to do with their DNA, of course, in their genes. So. Well, it, it is. It seems to be also in France. Another name that's going to be is going to the, uh, the training squad this week is Lenny Lenny Nucci. And I can remember his father playing. He didn't play for France, but he certainly played at a high level and played for France. Eh? So uh, that's another another name. So interesting. And he looks he looks just like his father as well. So <laughs> remarkable resemblance. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So anyway, so they, they, they started that three days to kind of relax. But today is Wednesday, the 24th of January. Today is when serious stuff is, 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 is starting. Um, one big surprise, and we didn't see coming, it's the fact that Charlot Livon is not going to be the captain during the Six Nations. No, yeah, he's gone for Gregory Aldrich and... Uh... Interesting, an interesting choice. I think it's probably a, a, a good choice. Obviously, Aldrich's command of English is very good. He speaks that he speaks English very well, so you'll be able to communicate with the referees perhaps better than Charlevoix could. Olivier, I'm sure Olivier will still have a commanding presence on the field, and he'll be able to advise Aldrich as the game goes on. So I've no doubt about that at all. But yes. I think he's come back having had a good rest after the World Cup or that he's now hungry for the game again. And I think we've seen that in the last couple of weeks or a couple of games for when he's been playing for La Rochelle in, in the Champions Cup. And they've certainly managed to turn their fortunes around in that competition. Absolutely. And one thing we need to take into account is the age as well. So Greg Aldrit is only 26 years old. Charles Olivon is going to be 31 next month. So... In four years' time, I'm um, not so sure whether Charles Olivon, le grand Charles, as you like uh, calling him, <laughs> is going to be picked uh, by the French team. So I think maybe uh, Fabien Gatier is looking, is looking ahead as well and planning for, for the new captainship of, of, the, of Les Bleus. While Monsieur oh. Antoine Dupont, 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 while Monsieur Dupont Dupont is busy training, I think he's going to play next next week in Vancouver. So yeah, it's going to be exciting for him. Yeah, it'd be great to see how he gets on playing sevens. I'm sure it'd be fine. Yeah, I'm sure he'll take to it like a duck to water. So I have no qualms there at all. I'm sure he'll do very well and 
it'll be exciting to see how how they have France get on in the Olympic Sevens tournament. Yes. Whether they can beat Fiji is a different matter altogether. <laughs> well, we'll see, we'll see. So the, the Six Nations will start on the 2nd of February in Marseille, in the Stade Vélodrome, in front of a passionate, noisy, petulant crowd, and they will play against number two, Ireland. Did you, did you know that Ireland, in the last few, two years, has only lost one game, which was the quarterfinal against New Zealand? And France lost only two games, so it's going to be basically the final that should have happened in the Stade de France during the World Cup, but, but it didn't happen. But it's going to be a, a phenomenal game, I'm sure. Oh, it will be. It'll be, as they say, brillant in French. It's going to be absolutely bubbling over, and I'm sure it'll be a great game. We'll have to, we'll just have to wait and see. I suppose. Obviously, I, I, I have to go for France, but it'll be mighty close. It's, as they say in French, la, la finale avant la lettre. Indeed, indeed. I think it's payback time for the French because the Irish obviously won the Grand Chelem last year. So they're ready, ready to forget about, I wouldn't say forget, but they have finally, I think, digested their losses, their loss against the South African team on the 15th of October. So yes, they are, I think they are ready to play and win. <laughs> So let's talk about the Champions Cup. Then. Yes. Wow. Yes. Well, what, what a great round it was. Final round of the pool matches and a lot, uh, a lot, lot at stake, wasn't there? As I think we, we've already alluded to, La Rochelle managed to get a, a win up at Sale and up in the north of England and uh, managed to qualify for the, the round of 16. So from a very unpromising situation, they really pulled it out of the fire and managed to get through, which is Great for them. So they can look forward now to a, a, a trip to the Stormers in the in the round of 16. So I'm sure they'll be quite happy to go down there and take them on. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So round 16 will take place during the weekend of the 5th, the 6th and the 7th of April. We still have five French teams, six English teams, a no Welsh team and two Irish teams. And I think two, what do we have? We've got the two South African team. And a little bit of déjà vu as well, because uh, there are some teams that already played against each other, such as Bordeaux against Saracens. Mm, yes, and we know what the result was in Bordeaux, don't we? It was a, <laughs> a big win for bordeaux Burger. So yeah. Saracens will probably travel down there a little bit um, of trepidation, but... As it's a, it's a knockout game, they'll go down there and give it their best to get the result they need. But you have to think that Bordeaux-Bergler, on, on current form, at home, would be favourites. Yes, it's going to be a cracker game, absolutely. And another déjà-vu, I think, is Toulouse against Racing 92, which Racing 92, thanks to its win against Cardiff, is part of the pack. So loads at stake between the two teams, Toulouse, wants to add another star to the jersey. Racing 92 is trying des- desperately to get one. Yeah, and funnily enough, they're playing each other this weekend in the top 14. <laughs> Racing against Toulouse on Sunday. But uh, that, that, that'll have no bearing on the on the, the, the Champions Cup tie. 
which will be played down in Toulouse. I dare say they'll go to the stadium in Toulouse for that one to get a big crowd in. So that's going to be a big occasion down there, isn't it? Yes. Leinster will play against Leicester. Double L again. Saints will play against Munster. Queens against Glasgow. Vodacum will host Lyon. I think this time round, you know, the uh, French team are going to to bring their A team because lately it's been noticed that the uh, French team that are, that send their their teams down in South Africa when were the B team, and then the Stormers against La Rochelle, tough gig. I think Lyon Lyon shown in in phases in some of their games that uh, it certainly come to play going down there. They played really well, I've, I thought, against Saracens in the last round when they they made Saracens work hard. Saracens really had to come out second half to win that game because they were they, they were up against it. But yeah, I think Leon, Leon can play if they're in the right frame of mind. Yeah, and let's not forget uh, DHL Stormers will play against La Rochelle. So that's going to be a tough gig, I think, for La Rochelle. But with yeah. Gregory yeah. Aldrich, you know, at the helm, I'm sure they... Yeah, I can see a La Rochelle win. Winning. I can too. I can too. But we, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. We're a long way off yet. We, we've got the Six Nations to get through first. Yes. <laughs> and Exeter against uh, Bath. That should be uh, an interesting mm. one. One of your, your, your yeah. Devonian team, I suppose. You support Exeter. You? I'm Cornish. Oh, I beg I'm your Cornish. pardon. <laughs> Devon, Devon is the other side of the Tamar. Ah, oh, it's like yeah, an, yeah. it's like another country. Uh, of course. Uh, <laughs> I but, see. Uh, no, Exeter and Bath will be a, a great West Country derby. No two ways about it. Bath are playing some good rugby at the moment in the Premiership. That's why we're top. So uh, I, I can see Bath pulling off, off a surprise. No, it won't be a surprise, but I can see them pulling off a good result down there mm, at sure. Sandy Park. So hmm, yeah. we'll see. Excellent, excellent. Okay, so let's talk uh, very briefly about the top 14. The oh, top 14 is yeah. starting again and it's halfway. They are halfway through and still topping the uh, the top 14 is, of course, Racing 92. Yep, Racing are top, aren't they? Four points clear of Bordeaux. So, yeah, and of course, like I said, They're hosting Toulouse on Sunday, so that's going to be a big game. They're going to want to sort of keep their top dog. Toulouse will be wanting to keep up a good position, challenging for the uh, top positions in the top 14. So that's going to be a cracking game, I think. Yeah. And like you said, like I said earlier, we're halfway there. It would be the la 13e journée, around 13. There are 26 weekends in uh, and the top 14, which is probably the, the most competitive rugby championship in the world. And in terms of other games, so we'll have an interesting one, Bordeaux against Stade Francais, Castres against Clermont, which is a bit like a mini derby. They're not too far away. Or maybe it's more like Brive. Yeah. Brive against Clermont is more like a derby. So no, just just ignore what I said. Castres against Clermont. Lyon against Perpignan. Montpellier, I'm so happy. Montpellier seems to be getting better under the tenure of, of Bernard Laporte at all. So they will play against Pau. I think we can expect a win from Montpellier there. Bayonne yeah. against Oyonna. And then 
Toulon against La Rochelle. So some big, big games next weekend. Exciting top 14 as usual. Yeah, some big games, especially at the bottom part of the table as well. When you look at it, Mia Bayonne against Oyona and uh, Lyon against uh, Perpignan. They're, they're, they're big games because you know the winners of those games will feel that can feel that they perhaps can pull away from the the bottom the bottom part of the table and uh, plunge the the losers ever more into the into the mire if you like. Indeed. So, Bill, it's been a pleasure speaking with you about uh, French rugby and Champions Cups and the Six Nations. And yes, it's going to be another exciting uh, weekend in, in perspective. If we, if we chat next week, we must wear our berries and our French shirts. Yes, Bill, I promise you, I'll be wearing my beret. I've got so many berets. I've got six or seven berets in different colors. And, and, and my scarf. Will you do Sit the same? Down. Of course, and my shirt. So there we are. Tous en bleu. Tous en bleu. Allez les bleus. Allez, au revoir. Allez les bleus. Au revoir. À bientôt. À bientôt. La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic. Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic. Glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding, ding, ding. Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum. Tout avec lui dit boum. Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille.